On this episode of Intent Topics, we're going to talk about a more evolved concept of outbound sales. Logan, what's up, bro? It's cracking, dude. Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Just plugging away here. So, uh... Today, I want to talk about outbound sales, all right? Yep. And I want to talk about why we need to be okay with a more evolved concept of outbound sales, all right? And and I, I feel like we need to merge inbound with the old school, for better or for worse, called cold calling. And I would like to discuss this evolution with you today. Sure. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Right. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. Uh, I know. So... Um, I guess, like, talk to me about how you think things have evolved over time. Yeah, so so I think the important thing to realize about the the sort of, like, inbound, outbound, there seems to be, the, the like, a divide between the two. Um, and the important thing is uh, outbound relies on content as much as inbound does in 2019, moving into 2020. Um, so it's very important that we are delivering information to our prospects. Uh, what we have seen is a lot of the research that is going on is not happening on the business that, you know, that the, that the customer is ultimately going to transact with. It's not, it's not happening on their website, right? So the idea is they're going to review sites. They're going to places to get information that are not the end user or, or the end kind of like the company that's pumping out blog articles and all that kind of stuff. So I think, I, I don't know if I'm making a lot of sense here, but we need to deploy content to meet it at the, at the, where the prospect is as opposed to letting the prospect come to us. But yeah. that doesn't mean we're disrupting the prospect in, in, I, I think like disrupt in like the HubSpot language. It's like, you know, let them come to you and then have the conversation you want to have with them. Yeah. almost like interrupt. Right. And so a couple of things mm-hmm. uh, to that. So like cold calling in its old form, it's basically like you have a list of phone numbers, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's gone. That's like not to be ever called the same thing again, right? It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's out, it's out, but it's, it's gone. It's like cars without seatbelts, right? Um, but the one, one thing that's changed a ton is the ability to put content in front of someone is at a completely different juncture than it ever was, right? So if you were yeah. in the late sixties or seventies, call it cold calling, all you had for content was what you said if you got that person on the line, right? And so there's this whole concept with outbound that I think goes so uh, seamlessly with the inbound, which is the content in front of the right person, right? And the mm-hmm. distinction is reaching out and grabbing that person and pulling them in or have having them find you, right? That seems yeah. to me like the clear distinction, right? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So if we look at like intent data, there's definitely like a a curve. There's an amount of research and content consumption that's being thrown off. I just did a video on this. So like a marketing qualified lead and a, an early intent surge are kind of the same thing, right? So we can see where that person is in that. And when I say same thing, it's like the, in terms of the, 
their research cycle, their buying process. So the idea is regardless of if they are interacting with your website, Mm -hmm. they are consuming content somewhere. Mm -hmm. Your job is to understand how to get the content in front of that person. Yeah. In fact, I saw the statistic today that 67% of B2B sales, um, the, the, the prospect has already been researching that by the time they speak to a salesperson. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, we saw that happen in the car business, right? So, um, early, yeah, I think the analogy would be in the car business, um, before, before like auto trader, Kelly blue book, et cetera, you right. had, you had, uh, the average was like 6.3 dealerships visited before somebody makes a purchase. Wow. Now it's 1.2. Wow. <laughs> so, so think about that. Like the, the, the prospect in that case is doing all the research on Kelly blue book, auto trader. They're all owned by the same company, <laughs> uh, no, which is no, which is nuts. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, cars.com, uh, and, and they're going to the manufacturer's sites and, and they're, they're they might be shopping all these different websites. Mm-hmm. So when they're on the, when they're, you know, when they get to the store, like you have to close them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the, what you're saying is the research is done. Like, like yes. where back in the day, it used to be, the shopping process, like coming, checking out the cars, seeing the different mm-hmm. options, collecting all the pamphlets or whatever you call those things. Right. And then probably walking away and making a decision. Now somebody comes in probably knowing a shocking amount about what they want and what mm-hmm. they can get. Right. Right. And so to bring it back to this kind of inbound marketing thing, we're in like, you know, the late call it like 2011, 2012, 2013, it was like, oh, like things like TiVo, caller ID, uh, spam filters, and email has killed outbound sales for effectively cold calling, right? On the flip side, the ability to research got that much better too. And if you're savvy as a salesperson, and I think this is the main point of this talk, is those tools are just as powerful as the tools created to shut all this stuff off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So even things like... Uh, you know, Apple with their voicemail transcription made voicemails into a, a pseudo kind of email or a text message, right? Totally. So, like, yeah, the it's how we're using the tools needs to be to get content in front of somebody in a conversational manner, right? So, not like download yeah, my yeah. book. Stop it. You know, let me know and I'll shoot it over to you if you're, if you really want to read an ebook, but who the hell wants to read an ebook, right? They want, that that has become like the new flavor of the used car salesman, right? Like, what do I have to say to get you to buy this car today? That's now like, if you, if if you hear those pushy, pushy messages, like in the, Oh, here's my ebook or or, or something. Exactly. Like, oh my God. That's actually become outdated. And yeah, yeah. It's like every, every single like lead gen lead gen, uh, ad on Facebook, uh, is, is download an ebook from a digital marketing company. So I think it, it, it really comes down to, 
are we getting the right information in front of the right person? And that's where things like data come in. So intent data, technographic mm-hmm. data, even just simple firmographic data, like who are you talking to? So if yeah. we can take that and we can shape the the content that we're putting in front of somebody, um, that is so powerful. Um, the, the other thing is, you know, and, and this needs to be part of this discussion is like so many people talk about how outbound or, or like cold calling it, it's disruptive and they're scared of being disruptive, right? So I hear it a lot. You know, I don't want to push the customer too much. I don't yeah, want yeah. to, or the prospect or, or I don't want to, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to pester him too much of this kind of stuff. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the rationalization here. Um, in, in, a research process. If as a salesperson, you do not believe that you are knowledgeable, more knowledgeable than the guy you're competing against or the truly helping someone, you're truly helping somebody. So if, if your expert positioning right internally is not high, then it gets very hard to do this. But if your expert positioning is, Hey, listen, I can truly provide you value. I know more than the next guy. Let me help you consolidate this in a very real way, like a very true way. You are, you are not lying or, or skewing data and you're, you're helping somebody get that research done. That is very valuable because I can tell you if you type in a Google search of the product or service that you're selling, like, let's talk about it. Uh, so if you just type in your company's name, if say you're a SaaS company. Yep. Your company's name, or if you're not in a SaaS company, type in a, a software as a service that, that maybe you use or, or you've heard of. You, if you type that in, then on the first three or four listings on Google, they will be ads. What are those ads? Those ads are competitors saying, I'm better than this person because... Then underneath of that, it's going to be a G2 crowd or some sort of review site about that software or, or maybe a Wikipedia article. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then on G2, right. Your, that, that software's competitor might be buying ads on that page that are saying X, Y, and Z about how they're better than them. So, if the salesperson doesn't believe they're doing a service to the prospect by simplifying the enormous amount of, of information overload that the prospect will be encountering, then they shouldn't be selling. Um, so that is the power of outbound. Simplify things for prospects. And yep. that's why we talk about conversational messaging, um, yep. good context, concise messaging, et cetera. Being engaging, educational, entertaining, even, you know? Yeah. Being conversational. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, uh, I can't tell you how many people it's like, hold on, I gotta get my mind around this. I gotta, you know, figure, you know, uh, I need time to think about it. Right. Time to think about it is like, you're either unsold on something or there's just so much information that you truly do need to, to organize that information in your head. And so if you can provide those frameworks, if you can provide that valuable information, mm-hmm. you will start to win more deals and sitting there waiting for it on the inbound side doesn't work. I don't think it ever has. I think the, the content that is being created should never go away because that's content that should be, if it's valuable, that should be getting in front of the prospect. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then kind of on this same, on the same, um, you know, thread, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to pull up, but there's a screenshot I sent you the other day. That was a comparison of outbound prospecting versus inbound prospecting. Right. And this diagram was very quick to call outbound prospecting, anything outbound prospecting, cold calling, and define it as unsolicited calls to sell a product or service, right? And they called inbound prospecting warm emails to explore a relationship with a lead who has already expressed familiarity with your product or service. I think this is completely inaccurate, right? Because for starters, you're not necessarily prospecting in the way that you're prospecting when you're out doing outreach, because this person's filled out a form on your website, right? They've already come yeah. to you, right? I'm saying that outbound prospecting, and we can stop calling it cold calling because you're right. It's not cold calling. It is reaching out to people to bring them in, to then give them that information that, you know, data that we have access to as salespeople could suggest that this person's like researching this topic. Right. And it's right. actually not unsolicited. Right. It's not a coincidence when we reach out to someone via email or call or, or whatever. And mm -hmm. they say, oh, as a matter of fact, I just happen to be researching. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> right. right. Um, but we're still reaching out. Right. And I think there's this huge gap between the, the, the field of dreams. If we build it, they will come concept of inbound and inbound sales by these kind of definitions. Right. And this reaching out and nudging someone and, and, and it's saying I'm here not yelling at them, not the whole megaphone analogy that they use when we were talking about how this, this was a paradigm shift to inbound, but still, Hey, you know, kind of like the, the, in the retail store, Hey, you know, I'm here. Let me know if you have any questions, feel sure. free to, to browse. Right. And, and that's like a, that's like an unassuming way to say, Hey, I, I know everything about everything in the store. Happy to help you if you want it. Right. And that's right. like, uh, exactly. Yeah. Keep going, sir. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm kind of ranting, but what kicked off this topic was I was very frustrated that this positioning of outbound prospecting, which is what we do, had this negative connotation. It really basically says reaching out to people who don't want to hear from you um, and interrupting them. Right. In, yeah. in this whole inbound prospecting thing being like, and the, and and here to save the day, we're we're gonna do these like warm emails to explore a relationship with a lead that's filled out a form. That's not the same thing at all. Yeah. It's not prospecting. It's it's lead follow up. <laughs> it's right. like it's it's yeah. like uh, it, it's 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 um it's uh, to me it's just a different uh like like part of the the altogether funnel in general. Right. And right. So that's, yeah. That's, so I th yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're different. They're different. Um, inbound wants to be different than outbound. Right. Because inbound is easy. It's a message that was made to sell the, the product like right. HubSpot. Right. Mm -hmm. Really. And then everybody else jumped on the bandwagon. So right. it's easy to say, Hey, listen, make it, you know, cold outreach makes you uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. Okay, great. Well, guess what? You don't have to do it. I'm going to let you off the hook. All right, great. That's, that's awesome. So that was a sales tool. So everybody who believes in it has been sold people. They've been sold. You just got sold. If that's what you believe in people who do outbound really well, right? They know 
like outbound sales, they know that they need that content. They need to be valuable. That's the way they, they every time they touch something, whether it's an yeah. email, phone call, et cetera, they need to be valuable. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and that's where like the, the outbound people, I think have thrived since the onslaught of inbound because, you know, their competition's gotten a lot less because there's a lot of people sitting around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've told, I've told this story at one of these podcasts, but, uh, back when I was great Island technologies, uh, which is the agency I, I, um, created years ago, I hired a sales rep. And at the time there was this thing called partner match and you'd be a member of this, this, this thing at HubSpot where if a customer came on uh, to HubSpot and they needed something, they'd fill out this form and this email would go to all the partners that were enrolled in receiving this email. And we started landing a bunch of business. And at one point we started asking people, Hey, like how did you go with us? And they said, well, everyone just emailed us. You're the only person that called us. <laughs> and, and it was like, at that time, that's 2012, right? At that time, everyone was hiding behind forms. Everyone thought that was it. Like you get the form submission and the rest was either just, just going to happen. Like there's like this gap between form submission and contract or signed deal or whatever. Right. And, and my, my point here is we just learned that picking up the phone was a big deal. So maybe this whole thing all boils down to like pick up the phone, freaking talk to people. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it just, that's just, just lending in uh, itself to the merit of this whole conversational marketing category that's been created by the guys at Drift. Um, guys at Girls at Drift. And uh, I don't know, but that, that's like a pretty big distinction for me. Um, maybe the difference is calling versus just emailing. Right. Um, or just reaching out to specific people and starting conversations. I'd actually like to revise it. Start the conversation. However, however, whatever medium is, doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I think, start the conversation yeah. is the channel doesn't matter. We, people need to stop talking about the channel, like whether it's phone, email, outreach, et cetera. Yeah. Like it's like, it's gotta be agnostic. It's, it's what works because phone well, and it's, works. It's, no it's, it's, exactly. it's, it's like all the things, right? It, it's like going to the doctor. Like, yeah, I got this thing and they're quick to be like, Oh, it's just, no, your body's this holistic creature. So we have this person's on, let's just like talk through a scenario. This person's researching a thing. They're observing a company or, or a product on, on social media of some sort. They've been through the website. There's, there's probably opinions of colleagues from trade conversations, whether it's forums or trade shows or just people know each other. And, 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 and a phone call, a few emails, and maybe some chat on a website, maybe multiple websites, right? There's no one channel. The channel is, what, what's, wasn't there a word for the omni-channel marketing? Yeah. Um, omni-channel. That, that was like the Twilio. That's actually part of our kind of like origin stories, how we got going is, is, is monitoring the conversations across all channels, right? Yep. So anyways, I'm just backing you up on that the concept of, 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 you know, it's not just phone. It's not just email. It has nothing to do with that. Those are the wrong kind of accesses to be working on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And they need to be integrated. Um, you know, it's not just like hit somebody on three different channels. It's, it's how are they all interacting? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm a big proponent of, of sales loft. Um, you know, they, they do a very good job at Sort of integrating everything. So this is a good one, man. I love to hear you go off. It's nice to hear <laughs> you go off and not me go off. Well, so, I don't know. I, I don't want to be negative about it, but I do have this real kind of like 
chip on my shoulder about how the inbound versus outbound thing has been positioned. And <laughs> um, it it's kind of like back to my original uh, decision to come join Union Resolute was I didn't believe that what we were doing or what Union was doing prior to my showing up even worked. I was that kind of programmed. And now I've swung so far to the other side where I, I like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just like, I've sat on the sidelines. I've seen things change, but the things aren't talked about like apples to apples anymore. You know, like, like when inbound, like the concept of inbound was made a, a concept, a thing. It, it HubSpot was like basically an SEO tool, blogging, form submission, or, you know, uh, the ability to, to to receive a form submission, and that's what inbound turned into, and then it's turned into like this huge uh, thing where where actually like you could use HubSpot for very much only outbound activity all mm-hmm. day long, and it's almost like the inbound concepts made legacy, but uh, it's still here, right? Because it's a conference right. with thirty thousand people, and a lot of stuff has been built around this concept and. Um, I just think that it's, it's, it's more than it's, it's just not as simple as in versus out. Just like it's not as simple as which channel warm, right. cold. Right. And so like to bring it back to my original point of what I want to talk about here is as much as, um, consumers are able to turn all these things off, right. And, and tune off the noise and, and own their incoming communications. Savvy marketers, I'm going to say marketers, not just salespeople, have the ability now with these tools created on the internet to reach people in much better ways and engage with them successfully, mm-hmm. right? And it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not, I'm just picturing the dude in a brown suit with a shitty tie and a phone book sitting at his desk in the 70s, probably smoking indoors, cold calling. And, and I think that's what people latch on to what, um, they think of it as today and, um, it's just not that it's super productive and it works. And, uh, you, we have tools available to us to make it. So there's, there's no such thing as cold calling. It's just outreach. It's just prospecting. You know? Right. Exactly. And, and yeah. I find these tools fascinating. I find the data available to us, um, insane and the way that we can use it and create messaging. It's just insane. I, I, I don't know. I clearly could talk about it all day long. Yeah, dude. I love it. Also, I'm also caffeinated. So I could wrap this up for you. What do you say? Cool. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, man. Well, I'm Chris Battis. And I'm Logan Kelly. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast app you listen on. We will see you next time. All right. Take care.